0: This is Collins and Shu, the podcast episode 426 for the week of June 25th, 2017. Hello, welcome back to KonZenshu, Shu, the podcast and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Zen Shu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hello, great to be back once again. My name is Mike. Sometimes you may see me online as Vegito EX. Mike is cool, too. This week on the show, we have a great topic for you, which I've already recorded, so I kind of want to get to it as soon as possible, but we do have a little bit of news recap that we're going to get to before the topic. Just as a little tease, this week on the show, our topic portion is myself and Jake. You may see him around as Herms from here at Konzenshu. We are talking about surnames, family names in Dragon Ball. As you'll hear me say during the topic portion, this is something that, of course, we've covered here and there over the course of the many, many years years of our podcast and even longer on the website proper, I don't think we have ever dedicated an entire topic portion of our podcast to talking just about surnames in the series. So that's what we're doing this episode. That seemed like a great idea and it was a wonderful conversation. I'm really excited for you to hear it. We go as in depth as you can imagine we might do with something like this. So that's what you have on deck. I am staring at a volume of a little story called Journey to the West. I'm going to share a little excerpt from that little bonus material after the topic portion. So stay tuned for all of that. That's what's on deck this week. Before we get to that topic, why don't we do a little news recap here? We already had an announcement from Lacko Tower that they would be coming back, actually, for the next closing theme song to the Dragon Ball Super Television series. This will be the ninth ending theme overall. Uh, They previously contributed Light Pink. That was the third closing theme. Their new song, Haruka, Far Away. That's going to be the ninth closing theme to the series. And uh, kind of bucking the trend a little bit, the song is going to debut in, yes, the TV series. It's not getting a CD single. It's actually going to debut as a part of uh, their next complete album itself. Uh, it's also called Far Away, and the album is going to be coming out August 23rd this year. Most of the songs have received CD singles. Uh, the only exception prior to this would have been An Evil Angel and Righteous Devil by the band The Collectors. That too also debuted on that respective band's uh, their full-length album, as opposed to garnering uh, a CD single. And because I have people asking me this, all the time and rightfully so we still do not have a cd single announcement for the second opening theme of the series limit break survivor by kiyoshi hikawa we still have nothing about when this might be coming out Uh, the only promotion in relation to the song is that it looks like he's going to be performing it live at jump festo which will be taking place next month over there in japan uh stay tuned as soon as we know something about that song getting a cd single release you will absolutely see it covered on the website so you didn't miss anything it's still for some reason does not have uh, an actual CD single release. But uh, Lacko Tower, their song hitting next month, actually probably next week in the TV series. And then their album with the song will be coming out in August this year. Let's jump over to video games briefly. Uh, Ultimate Mission X, I know I talked about the sales last time on the show. We now have sales up through its eighth week on sale in Japan. The reporting period of June 12th to June 18th kind of wrapped up the most recent round of numbers. That game is up to 167000 And 50 (laughs) total copies sold in Japan, according to the Media Create sales list. This is ahead, trending ahead of the first ultimate mission definitely ahead of the second ultimate mission and it's also a little bit ahead of dragon ball fusions from last year i honestly did not see this coming i am very curious to see the long tail sales for this game though uh it's still getting a little bit of support over there in japan Uh, i think there's another update coming soon hopefully by the time this is up maybe you'll see an update about that on the site if not uh, i'm hoping in the next day or two i have lots of news and translations with the other dudes to uh, clean up for me. That's going to be coming to the homepage of the site soon, but Ultimate Mission X, yeah, it is trucking along in Japan. Other video game news. We got the the tiniest, tiniest little confirmation as of when this episode releases, the most recent issue of Weekly Shonen Jump in Japan. A single page splash for the upcoming Dragon Ball Fighters, the new fighting game coming from Arc System Works. Lots of stuff we've already seen. No real new information, especially no information over in Jump. So if you're expecting something there, no. But this page and weekly in jump yeah everything says wait there's trunks down there literally all it says is trunks joins the battle that's the only information about trunks we get a screenshot of him performing a special attack there's trunks down there in super sign and a little bit of splash text next to it trunks joins the battle that's all we have right now so uh fighter number seven confirmed for dragon ball fighters lots of other video game news Xenoverse 2 uh both the release that's already out there on playstation 4 xbox one and pc and then some news for the upcoming switch port i guess let's just quickly go over dlc pack 4 that's going to be coming uh, as you're listening to this within the next day if you're listening to this episode on time if not it's already out and maybe it's been out for a year or five or ten because you can go back and listen to episodes that are Ten years old. That's only slightly frightening to me. Anyway, so DLC Pack Four, we got more playable characters. Uh, Merge Zamasu and Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Vegeto, or if you just want to call him Vegeto Blue, that's fine too. New story: The Warrior of Hope arc. New stage: The Ruined Future. A uh, new parallel quest. Special moves, costumes, Super Souls, uh, and just like past updates, there's going to be a free update in conjunction with the paid one, where you're going to get some uh, additional accessories and costume parts and that kind of stuff and techniques and raid bosses blah, blah 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 you can check out some of the screenshots there on the homepage of the site the DLC pack is out this week and then the switch port for Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 we knew this was coming uh, it's going to be coming in America as well we don't have any real solid information on that but uh, Jump has updated the last couple months about the switch port and the official website for Xenoverse 2 has updated with some information about it they have some pretty neat campaigns going on for the switch port of the game uh, those of you pre-ordering and purchasing the, uh, I guess we would call it the day one edition over here in America. It's kind of like the first printing. A couple different bonuses, things like uh, immediately unlocking 87 additional characters. That doesn't include paid downloadable content characters, it's just the other characters you would unlock. Uh, an unlock code for all of them right away, but also the entire story mode from the first. Dragon Ball universe. Uh, it's not going to include Toki Toki City, the hub world, all that kind of stuff. It's just a raw missions themselves. And they even say that maybe things will be slightly different because obviously it's a new game importing those story missions over here. Things might change just a little bit based on how the game has changed. But uh, that's a look ahead at what's coming to the switch port. That's going to be coming September 7th this year in Japan. So uh, I guess look forward to uh, international announcements as opposed to previous Nintendo hardware. The switch is actually free and you can set up multiple accounts very easily kind of like it has been on Sony platforms for a while different region accounts to different stores of course if you're going to import Xenoverse you can pop it in and play it no problem uh, the Japanese version of Xenoverse of course, is Japanese only. That's not just voice cast, but in text as well. So if you want all those extras, right now with the Japanese version in September, just be aware of that. Maybe you want to stay tuned for any international announcements. And then there's a couple little other uh, more technical details that the Xenoverse 2 official website updated with stuff about resolution. In docked mode, it's going to run at a maximum of 900p, and in portable mode, it'll run at 720p. Some frame rate differences uh, when you're doing one-on-one battles, it's going to hit 60. Otherwise, stuff is going to run at 30 frames. To second and different options for play styles obviously the joy cons you can do some motion control stuff they do specifically note that the switch version does not come by default with any of the downloadable content just like the other ones that will all be available separately so this isn't quite one of those like complete game of the year ultimate editions it's actually just a straight port of as it is available on other systems just for the switch and with any of the benefits and or non-benefits that come with that depending on what you're looking for that's a little bit of news we have some other stories coming to the site we just haven't been able to wrap them up just yet so stay tuned to the homepage page of Zenshu and more dragon ball news coming your way so let's just get right into it we have our topic right now family names surnames in the dragon ball franchise and beyond with myself and herms here we go Our topic this time around on the show, we are diving into the source material. I'm kind of surprised we haven't done this as a standalone topic. Um, I'm sure we addressed it along the way in Ye Olden Manga Review of Awesomeness uh, and kind of as it related to some other topics. But I think just a a standalone, we're just going to talk about family names topic for our podcast. That makes sense. And joining me, it's Jake. It's the Herms. Hello, dude. Hello. Well, let's just get right into it. Family names in Dragon Ball. We start off in the series with a character named Son Goku. He has a family name, a surname. It's an adopted family name. Uh, we don't know what his real quote unquote name is for quite some time, but uh, so family names are pretty standard in the series, right? Then the main character has one. Well, that's the only one,
1: just about. And of course, the reason why he has this surname is because he's named after the Monkey King from Journey to the West, of course. And the reason why the Monkey King in Journey to the West has this name is
0: because originally he's just a monkey. He has no name. Well, he gives himself a couple names and then he gets more titles and more names. But this was actually a a kind of like someone gave him a real name, sort of, kind of.
1: Yes. When he begins to study uh, Taoism, he is given this name, the name uh, Sun Wukong the original Chinese pronunciation of Song Goku. You know, same characters, pronounced differently across different cultures, but... Anyway, he's given this name by his religious instructor, and so accordingly, it has a religious meaning with, I mean, the Goku part is just aware of the void, more or less. And then Mm -hmm. the Soon surname is uh, just a joke, because this is actually the character for Grandchild, Right. but then when you break it down, it also incorporates the character for Monkey, and so that's the joke. He's a monkey, and so his surname is based off the written character for Monkey. Again, this is kind of like the pope whenever the pope becomes pope he's given a new pope name they they don't just keep picking people named francis for the sake of it it's they're like <laughs> okay you need you have right. to that's the rules. You have to pick a name that was used by a previous pope, more or less. And so this is sort of the same thing, a new name in a religious context. And right. that's, how, that's how it is in Journey to the West. And then Dragon Ball kind of follows that because Goku isn't his real name either. It's been given to him, like you said, by his adopted grandfather.
0: Stepping back just real quick and then we'll move on. What I love about the explanation in Journey to the West is that his instructor like goes through that entire explanation and then more of what you just gave as well. Like He really details what, you know, we took this stroke from this radical and we're changing it this way. And this means, and this is funny because of this. I just, I love Journey to the West that way. And it's just, just absolute scrutiny of every little detail.
1: And I guess one last thing though, is that, Okay. Now, this doesn't just come from this. I mean, in Goku's case, he's called that because of this Journey to the West connection. But this surname, it doesn't originate in Journey to the West. This is, in fact, a real surname, which is used to this day by many, many people of in China and of Chinese uh, descent. You know, if you ever see someone with the family name Sun, S-U-N, then odds are it's going to be written in
0: Chinese with the same character for Goku's name. Well, let's move on. Uh, I mean, we have some information that kind of takes us from the... The beginning of the series to the last arc of the series is there anything in between that point that you think is worth hitting up along the way because i feel like the the very last bit of context kind of answers everything from along the way
1: yeah i mean the the thing it's kind of the dog who didn't bark in the night kind of thing where it's like the fact that there are no mentions of surnames between goku uh, giving introducing himself and then mm-hmm. the what we get in the boo arc like there's you know we Yamcha shows up he's never called anything other than Yamcha you know right. same thing with most of the characters from the series it just never comes up one way or the other like whether or not the, these characters have anything any family names and it stays that way until we get to Videl's explanation in the Boo
0: arc well I guess let's just get right into it she basically says how she found out who Gohan is because he has a last name one bit of nitpick. So we say last name, which of course
1: is because in, in sure. Western world, yeah. the family name comes after most of Asia, it comes before. And then there's a whole issue where um, like modern Japanese names in Japanese, they're referred to with the family name first. And then but then when we're talking to, about the same person in English, generally, it's customary to switch it around into Western order. Right.
0: We say Akira Toriyama and not Toriyama. Yeah. Agira. Exactly. But and the although for whatever
1: reason this is only done for Japanese names, whereas, you know, with Chinese or Korean names it's not the same. You know, we say Kim Jong il rather than mm, Jong il sure. Kim. And that's yeah, just that's yeah. kinda of, that's just a quirky thing about history. And then we don't do this for Japanese people from us essentially from before the Meiji era.
0: Right. I was gonna say when you there's has like a certain historical cutoff period, not just for Japanese, but for a bunch of other cultures and other literature as well. I don't know what that cutoff is for all these different pieces of literature, but I feel like I've seen explanations of uh, in prefaces for books. It'll be like, "Well, we're going to leave things in the what you would call reverse order for this book because of blank. Yeah. And I mean, in
1: Japan's case, I'm pretty sure specifically it is the Meiji uh, Meiji, Revolution, because that's when they started to try to adapt to Western culture. And then, I mean, in China, China and Korea, I think like today, like I said, in like if it's in modern times, if we're talking about a Korean or Chinese person living in Korea or China, it stays in the uh, Eastern order. But if it's like a someone who's immigrated to America, and they've, you know, become naturalized, that's when it's put into the western order like if you know someone of korean descent then and their family name is kim then they'd be after their given name whereas like like i said if we're talking about kim jong-il or kim you know that whole family the kim comes first
0: all right well then let's let's jump to chapter 425 here jumping from chapter 1 to 425 and then we're going to go back in and fill in some of the blanks here uh what does videl actually say to gohan here well so she's you know she's unmasked cleverly unmasked him as the Great Saiyaman.
1: Then she's explaining about how before her father, Mister Satan, won the tournament, the Tenkaichi Budokai, the guy who won before him was some weirdo called Son Goku. And then she's like, "Oh, I see. It's the same family name as you, Gohan. And it's pretty weird in this day of a in this day and age to have a sep- a family name separate from your given name." Based on this, she reasons that this Goku person must be
0: Gohan's father. Which, of course, is correct. And that pretty much in retrospect explains everything (laughs) about the series that we've heard. Uh, So let's start jumping back a little bit. We're going to jump back even pre-Dragon Ball now. Dr. Slump, pretty much all the characters have given names and family names, right?
1: Yeah, cause we have, um, Norimaki. So Senbei Norimaki, the main character. And then, of course, Arale, who's counted as part of his family, even though she's just sure. a robot he made. And then. Right, she takes on his name. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Midori, who is, I can't remember her maiden name, but she eventually marries, uh, Sen, oh, Yamabuki. Midori Yamabuki. Right. And so she marries Senbei and becomes Midori, uh, Norimaki. And then all of the different, all of the various characters throughout Dr. Slump all- likewise have family names. So there's like, uh, the Soramame brothers, Taro and Piske, and then uh, Kimidori family for Akane. There's the Sun family. Yeah, from China. And so so again, it's pretty much every character is uh, given a family name, even if they're not called by it very often. So it's the same thing you'd see, like something like The Simpsons in America, where most of the characters have given full names, even if they're not called that most of the time.
0: So then the jump to Dragon Ball, uh, what do you think changed? Was it just, uh, this is too much to keep track of, I'm trying to give this a different kind of setting? What do you think he uh, Toriyama did here?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing was probably be to just try and distinguish it from Dr. Slump off the bat, because he has said, that was one of the things he was trying to do, is um, give this new series its own identity. And right. that's one right. of the reasons why um, he said he was trying to make Dragon Ball see more Eastern, whereas Dr. Slump was Western, which yeah. okay. is Kind of interesting because Dr. Slump is actually technically set in Japan, even though that makes no sense whatsoever. But that's <laughs> right. technically where it's supposed to be set, whereas Dr. Dragon Ball is set in this fantasy world. But, I mean, it's obviously very uh, inspired by Chinese Journey to the West and other bits of that Chinese culture like that. So Goku's the one with the family name, which is directly inspired from Chinese culture. And then everyone mm-hmm. else is just kind of left as is with these kind of gibberish names that are, as we know, are based on puns on various things.
0: Well, okay, so then are there any characters in Dragon Ball? And I'm sure some of it's going to delve into filler material here. Are there any that we can concretely say? And obviously I have a list coming up where it's like maybe so and so. But is there any is there a concrete example of, yes, this person has a given name and a family name? In concrete, there's um, a from... (laughs) I mean, there's obviously the Dr.
1: Slump characters who, when they make their cameo in Dragon Ball for a bit, although they're, the fact that they have family names is not really addressed during the crossover. And then, of course, we have uh, Jackie Chun, which is a fake name. Sure. It's not his real name, but obviously it's based off Jackie Chan, which is a, which isn't Jackie Chan's real name either, but. His stage name, which is set up to be like a given name and family name. right? And then there's odd odd things like uh, the boss of the rabbit gang when he shows up. And this is actually only in the manga. I mean, this is something you can only see in the manga where when Yamcha says who this guy is, he calls him To Ninjinka. And the way it's written in the manga, there's a space between the To, which means rabbit, and then the the Ninjinka part, which means turn someone into carrots. But it's... Mm. I mean, it, it, the name has this very obvious meaning of, oh, it's a rabbit turns people into carrots, but it's written out in the manga like his surname is To, the character for rabbit, and then space the rest of his name. Which could just be a random okay. fluke, but in the anime, I mean, not only can you not see how it's written in the anime, but, uh, yamsha it's read out loud, the toe part is read out loud as Usagi, which also, it's just a different way of reading the same character for Rabbit, but. Yeah, but it makes it seem less like it might be, uh, his given name if it's, if it's with that reading. It's, 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 well, it's kind of hard to explain without going into all this stuff about the Japanese writing system, but, uh, I guess just, so. just trust me on this. And we actually get jumping around a bit. It's that same thing where, um, because sometimes, okay, so in Japanese, Japanese, when they write out names, I mean, a lot of the times there's no, typically, there's no spaces between words at all in in Japanese. But they do sometimes do that thing where if they're writing out somebody's name, like on a list or something, there'd be a little space between the surname and the rest of their name. And we see that again with Mo Mokeko from the very end of the manga, the tournament contestant who pan beats up. Okay, and sure. Went yeah, for so interestingly enough, when his name is written down on the tournament bracket, there is that space which would imply that the mo is his surname. Of course, um mo it's act this name is a pun on just the phrase in Japanese mokeko is like, Oh that's enough, I'm fine, thank you. But again, right. the joke is that they're treating it as if it were a person's full name.
0: That actually reminds me of uh, DBZ Movie 9, The, uh, the Money Family. There's gyo Money. That's true. And isn't that
1: um like money in that case is their family name, so it's
0: Yeah, there's a couple different family members, and I feel like they are named uh, I only remember Gyosan there.
1: Yeah. Oh, and his his son is dull like it's from Dollar, but just doll.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I and that so in that case, they're like giving it in Western order, just even in the context of the Japanese series.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. When, when they speak it aloud, it is spoken aloud as Gyo-san Money, Mani, not money gyosan. Yeah, so it's
1: interesting to think why they would do that, just to make him seem like a more of a American or Western type person.
0: Yeah, just to really set him apart from everyone else. All right, so there are a couple like little sprinkles of names even in the manga and there's Barry Khan. Oh, Barry Khan. Yeah, (laughs) I suppose. And that's another thing where it's uh, it's very obviously like this is a a, not a pop star, a a movie star. He's someone important, kind of taking from Western kind of media style. Yeah, even right down to the
1: fact that he has a what would be ba- almost a real person's name. I mean, Barry, obviously, is a real name. And then Khan, I think, is a real name in certain. Yeah, someone. I can see it.
0: Well, just real quick, in case people don't know, what is Barry Khan actually, a pun on?
1: Oh, from uh, Barry like an electric uh, shaver, like a bug clipper, uh can't remember what the tech, you know, what you cut your yeah, hair with.
0: Buzzer, clipper, yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're called that kind of thing. It's it's Bericon, right? Yeah. I mean, it's literally okay. like they just stick
1: in, they elongate the vowels and then split it up to be like a first name and last name.
0: All right. Well, let's continue jumping all over the place. So we jumped forward. We jumped all the way backward pre-Dragon Ball. We're going to jump post-Dragon Ball right now. Talk to me about the super exciting guide. The important thing we got here was the reveal of Mr. Satan's name as Mark, which sure, all right, it's it's an anagram rearranged Akuma, Maaku, but Toriyama does actually mention the whole family name thing in this explanation as well, right? Yeah, because you might, I mean, you might think, well, like in the manga,
1: Videl says like, oh, it's weird to have separate family names. And you might think, well, if her father is Mr. Satan, then is he a guy something Satan? Yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't Mr. imply that whatever comes after that is his surname? And I mean, what we the a- answer from Toriyama is that no. Like, first off, in the um, Dragon Ball Forever Guide, which came out for the Konzenbon release... In the name pun guide for that, Troy said that he thought Mr. Satan was probably just a ring name, but he didn't elaborate. And then, yes, a couple years later, with the super exciting guide, he said not only, again, reaffirming this is a ring name, and also his real name is Mark, and he added on the explanation that in the region where Mr. Satan and Videl live, it's unusual to have family names. Which doesn't entire, it doesn't quite match up with what Videl says in the series, cause. Sure. She says like, it's, it's rare these days to have family names. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, she makes it sound like a, a time thing rather than a, a location thing, although maybe it's the same. Like maybe where they live these days, it's. Rare to have family names, but in that same area, it used to be more common. You know, it's not, it's not a insurmountable contradiction.
0: Sure. So Toriyama is basically like doubling down on it, but then there are a couple of like, eh, th- does this really make sense? In Jocko, he, it's revealed eventually that,
1: um, I can't, what, what is the doctor's name in Jocko? Omori, isn't uh, it? Omori. Yeah. Omori, yeah. When he is introduced to Tights, he says, oh, Tights, that's kind of a Western name, mm. which, and of course she turns out to be, of course, Bulma's sister and from you know, West City, which is, as we know, in the Western part of the world. And then Bajako said in East City, which is in the Eastern part of the world. And so, um, which kind of, in, and then all of the characters, most of the characters in Jocko actually have, uh, family names, whereas Tite yeah, so, doesn't.
0: So let me, let me try this. Jocko himself actually has a last name. It's not in the normal chapters itself. This was added as one of the in-between pages. All the characters got character profiles in the collected edition. So Jocko's, uh, full name is Jocko Tilmentem P. Boshi. Anyway, so they have these special, yeah, the profiles for the characters,
1: which list their full name even if it's not otherwise given in the story and then of course right. for tights it's only tights which rather strongly implies that she doesn't have a family name unless i mean you could argue maybe they're trying to keep it a secret until the the amazing shock twist ending of
0: jocko all right so let's jump to we were just talking about this family The brief family. uh, I feel like this is the most common source of confusion over family names. I feel like we've kind of already answered it, though. If we have Vidal saying surnames are rare these days in like this area of the world, and no one else is given a surname elsewhere in the series, and even if a character named Mister Satan, Satan's not a family name, but Brief is probably his real name. Like he's not going under a a a pen name or like a stage name to be a doctor, so wouldn't he be someone with the last name Brief? Yeah, so I guess first off we should say
1: that this is in many ways a difference between the original Japanese version and the Funimation dub, because I'm, I'm pretty sure at many points in the Funimation dub they do explicitly refer to Bulma as Bulma Briefs, Bulma's mother's Mrs. Briefs, so they the English version from Funimation explicitly treats it as the family name that's shared by the whole family, and I think, doesn't uh, Evolution do that?
0: Yep, she straight up says Bulma Briefs, and then my little bit of trivia there is uh in the original script and this carried over to the junior novel and i believe the psp game she is bulma enchanto and then we have chi chi McRoberts. roberts <laughs> which is the most brilliant name in history yeah. Anyway, and, so, yeah, so, but <laughs> none, of, none
1: of that, so all of that's only in the Funimation version, and none of that's in the Japanese version, where, as we've kind of outlined, it's um, never do they say Bulma briefs in Japanese, never do they say, never do they call Bulma's mother anything other than Bulma's mother, much like Chrono's mother and all those uh, JRPG family sure. members who are only identified by their relationship to the protagonist. <laughs> right. Like, even the Daisenshu and all these guidebooks. When they have an entry on Bulma's mother, it's just Bulma's mother. Bulma no haha.
0: And I think the same thing with Vidal's mother, too. It's a separate entry. And th- I mean, that relates to if you check out the rumor guide, one of the answers for is pizza, uh, Vidal's mother. No, because pizza and Vidal's mother have separate entries and there. But uh, that's how they refer to him.
1: Vidal explicitly says her mother is dead.
0: Right. So clearly <laughs> not the case. So we did have this one random separate thing. That does straight up say, Mr. and Mrs. Brief. This is the, there were two books for Battle of Gods. There was a guidebook that you could purchase. And then there was the attendee booklet you could buy in Japan at the theater. This is from the latter here. Uh, so it's a lot of stuff written in Japanese and then kind of vertically alongside everything. Romanizations or translations of things. And here it says, Mr. and Mrs. Brief.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in, that's so the English translation they give. And then the Japanese is more just like, you could... You could translate the Japanese that way, but you could also translate it as just the brief uh, husband and wife, which obviously Mm -hmm. sounds very awkward in English, but this is a a formation that they use a lot in Japanese, like the Mario brothers, Mario Kyodai, which is just literally the brother... I mean, that's kind of the same in English, but okay, like Frieza. When Frieza and King Cold are referred to, a lot of times they say Frieza Oyako, which is literally like Frieza parent and child. If you were translating this poorly, you could... Translate Frieza Oyaku as the Friezas and treat Frieza as a family name.
0: Right, the Friezas or the Frieza family.
1: Yeah, usually
0: if it's Oyako,
1: it would be preceded by a family name and would refer to, like, oh, these these are members of a family whose name is Oyaku, not Oyaku, whatever precedes Oyako. Uh, Or if it was a specific person's given name, that person would be the parent rather than the child. But, of course, I guess because Frieza is so much more prominent a character than his father, it's this formulation has become kind of standard. Like, you would kind of assume, if you saw that without any context, you'd think Frieza was the father of the other guy. But anyway, so what, what I'm getting at here is that there's no particular reason, based on the Japanese phrase, to assume that this is a family name that refers to both of these characters. You can even take the even the English that they give could be uh taken as um as that meaning of where it's like they're just kinda giving the wife his the husband's name, like you might say sure. Mr. and Mrs. John Smith, which used to be a very common uh phrase, like applying the, the given name to the wife in a very yeah yeah kind of a stupid
0: sexist thing, but it used to be very common. <laughs> yeah. She she doesn't even rank to get her name anywhere in there, like the the guy name. And just real quick, so th- uh, the Japanese here, it's Burifu
1: fusai. Yeah, husai. With uh, the okay. first character's husband and the second his wife, and so when you stick them together, it becomes a, it. a a single word referring to husband and wife.
0: Again, it's one of those things that makes perfect sense <laughs> written out in Japanese, and then when you bring it over here, what do you what do you do with it? We should stress that this is literally the only piece of evidence on the Japanese side of thing
1: that gives any support to the notion that briefs is their family name. So it may it may seem very nitpicky of us to be nitpicking it in this way but it's like it's this versus like you know the rest of the series indicating that that's not the case and in this red like right before dr brief is introduced in the red ribbon arc where goku is going to west city for the first time and he's trying to track her down and he goes he goes to the policeman and the policeman's like oh uh you know what's the name of this friend you're looking for and he says oh bulma and the policeman doesn't immediately say like well what's the rest of her name as, right, right as you, you would in you the think, real world
0: <laughs> exactly like what do you mean like first how am i supposed it's like if you asked for someone mike or jake who the hell are you talking if I, yeah, about yeah i
1: if i go to new jersey and ask a policeman if he knows where mike's house is i that's not <laughs> going to end very well but and then okay. the policeman but in the in the wacky world of Dragon Ball, the policeman accepts this. He puts that in, and he actually finds, like, there's apparently, like, only three people named Bulma in this entire city, which I guess means is a of weir- rare name, but he brings up that profile of the first Bulma, and it's, you know, some completely different person. Is like, oh, no, that's not it. Then he give- brings up the right Bulma. But both of these people on screen, you can see it just says Bulma, like, mm-hmm. without anything else, which, again, it's like, seems like a pretty strong indication that they have no family name for it not to be, or it would have been referenced during this whole sequence. Or it might just be that Toriyama like after the fact, like after he wrote that, he's like, you know, none of that makes any sense. So i just say that in this world, there are no family names. Like, that could have been the inspiration. Sure, like, sure. Like, he gets to the Buark and he realizes he hasn't given a single character besides Goku a family name. So he's just like, screw it. I'm just going to say there are none, and that's the end of it.
0: And that's the kind of stuff that I, I mean, this is more analysis rather than straight-up information. But that's the kind of stuff I love about Toriyama, where he'll notice something and say, no, that was meant to be that way the entire time. I love that stuff. Uh So, Dr. Brief, I guess we could say the same thing about all the doctors. Dr. Garrow, Dr. Raichi. Dr. Mew. Dr. Doctor Mew, Dr. Frapp. Uh, they're all just these people have a name and then I guess they become doctors at some point. They're called Dr. Blank. I mean, if Yamcha became
1: a doctor, he, they'd have to call him Dr. Yamcha. Dr. Yamcha. It's not like they're going to give him a, a, a brand new family name just because he completed his doctorate. Well, I mean, I guess that could be their culture, but right. there's no indication it is. I mean, it's kind of people just kind of get tripped. Understandably, they get tripped up by trying to apply real-world logic to this kind of fantasy series where uh, that kind of thing doesn't necessarily apply. But yeah, because in the real world... If someone's Doctor something, then whatever comes after Doctor is going to be their family name. But in this world where people don't have family names, then you have to obviously just call them Doctor and then whatever their single name is.
0: We're going to move on, but I I do want to insert that if any fan artists want to take up the challenge, uh, I would love to see some Dr. Yamcha art. We will uh, lovingly retweet uh, everything we get in response.
1: (laughs) And we also, in Super, we... Uh, during that uh great uh, oh, the God, movie yeah, thing yeah. we had Bul- the Great Saiyan movie thing they had Bulma refer to herself as Doctor Bulma Bulma Hakase, right. which is that's the, even the same word brief Hakase,
0: Bulma yeah, Hakase,
1: yeah. which pretty I mean there's really no other unless she's just being very eccentric there's no other way to take that then that that's her only
0: name. Right. So they definitely ran with it right there. That is it. All right. Well, let's move on to some of these up in the air questions about some of the other names. Uh, I have two. Maybe you have some others. Uh, Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, which is another one of these uh,
1: quasi Chinese names where he's um OK. So Tao is peach and then Pai Pai is just white. So it mm-hmm. kind of fits the color theme of the red ribbon arc a bit, but it's um, like he's called Tao Pai Pai a lot in, you know, in, in the Japanese version, most of the time he's called by his full name. But then occasionally they do refer to him as simply Tao, usually by his students, or even um, there's a weird instance where I think it's Tenshinhan refers to him as Pai Pai. Which is kind of, yeah, so there's that weird, it indicates that there apparently is some kind of split between those two parts of his name. Sure. Which kind of imply that, that would, one of those is his family name.
0: Yeah, I feel, I feel like if everyone just, and we're going to get to Tension Han momentarily, if everyone called him Tao Pai Pai and then occasionally Tao, I feel like that would be just like, a shortening of it, or just but the fact that Tenshinhan actually says "pai pai," that really feels like oh something's different here.
1: And the other thing is that "pai pai" is also Japanese slang for breasts, which is another additional joke going on here. Sure, but the I mean the odd thing about Tenshinhan specifically saying "pai pai" is that. If if we assume that this is a pseudo Chinese name, then presumably it would be in the Chinese order, which means that Tao should be his surname, which Mm. means it's kind of it would in that case be unusual for for Tenshinhan to address him by his given name. Like, you know, his just his. Sure.
0: Like when other characters refer to Goku as Son, which is really just Tenshinhan and maybe Piccolo sometimes.
1: But yeah, it would be, it would be odd for Tin Shinhan. It would be disrespectful in traditional culture for Tin Shinhan to be addressing his, one of his martial arts masters and the brother of his primary martial arts master by his given name, which implies familiarity. So maybe Pi Pai is actually his family name, but that's kind of weird. I mean, none of this contradicts the idea that there's some that he has a family name and a given name. It's just odd. It's a odd character detail for Tin Shinhan personally to be using Pi Pai. But yeah, uh, sure. and then so on a on a related note, this is a completely re- this is something I've recently found out is that there was a uh, a hoax. You know, so apparently there are, uh, in the Japanese fan community, they also do April Fool's jokes occasionally. Yeah, of course. But they uh, did this thing where um they came up, they introduced, like they said, oh, here, we've just found these uh, uh secret Toriyama drawings of this aborted character he's going to use. But then it got cut out, it got rejected by the editor at the last moment. And anyway, so it was Tao Pai Pai's daughter, who I think the name was Tao Lin Lin, or... Something, But the point is that his Tao Pai Pai's daughter was presented as having a name that began with Tao.
0: Okay, so they went with... Okay.
1: And I mean, you know, it's, it's completely fake. You know, it's a fake fan thing. It has no actual authority, but it does indicate that those Japanese fans, at least, interpreted Tao as his family name. All
0: right. Well, tell me about Tenshinhan. Uh, I guess we have to bring the Funimation dub in here a little bit. I do want to back up. I don't think a lot of people realize that the split in the name dates back before Funimation brought things in-house. In the original syndication broadcast of Dragon Ball Z from 96 to 98, in the sign arc when that first broadcast, uh, it's the scene where Bulma picks up the photo And is looking at everyone. And the the noticeable thing, I think, for all of us now is that Lunch is in the photo. And she doesn't say Lunch's name in the dub. Because Lunch was kind of eradicated for quite a long period of time there. But out of nowhere, she says Tien Shinhan. Up until that point, and moving onward for quite a few years, he was always just renamed Tien. And we've done a whole episode about Chinese names in Dragon Ball. We'll, We'll not get into that entirely here. But the Tien Shinhan break... Dates actually back to 96, 97. Uh, Funimation continued with that when they went back to do their original dub, or dub of the original Dragon Ball TV series when they got back to the arc when he was in- introduced. They kept it as the TN Shinhan arc. But separate from... Funimation's dub, Tenshinhan, to me, just sounds like a straight up full name. It's, so he, most of, most of the characters, like with Tao Pai Pai, most of the characters just
1: call him by his full name. I mean, you have Zhu who calls him Tensan most of the time, which could be, you know, it's like, that could just be shortening the name due to familiarity. Although the San, San, like, kind of cuts against that because it's, more of a formal way to refer to someone but and on the in addition to that you have the t- tournament announcer who typically refers to him as uh, ten senshu which is uh, the contestant Mm. 10, Right. which, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, if he's doing that, then that would imply, you know, he's not familiar. He doesn't know him personally. So if he's splitting his name up like that, it would imply that he's splitting it up based on family name rather than just shortening the contestant's name because he can't be bothered to say the whole thing.
0: Right. So in this scenario, his given name would be Shinhan, and his family name would be 10.
1: Yeah. Mostly if we assume that it follows the standard uh, Chinese order, and we also get um, in the anime, but not the manga, when he uses his uh, four body technique, he refers to it as a tenryu technique. So mm-hmm. ten, the character for heaven, which is used to write the ten in his name, and then Ryu is style. So he's saying that oh, this is the style, the ten style technique, like kind of like a martial arts school kind of thing as well.
0: Yeah, we'll get like the Kame Ryu, or is it Kame Sen Ryu? Yeah, Kame Sen Ryu. So
1: like the, the Turtle Hermit style. Yeah. and just replacing usually it's Kame Sen Nin, Nin for person, but they replace person with Ryu style. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, so um. Yeah, so it's in that same vein. It's like, oh, this is my style. And he's for to name his style. He's using that first character in his name, which implies more than anything that would be his family name. It could even be implied if you if you want to bring in the extra daizenshu backstory of oh he's descended from the four not the four the three-eyed clan they say like oh the reason he can split into people and grow arms is because of these descended from the three-eyed clan so maybe that is the family name of the three-eyed clan is 10 but that's getting very speculative and then so in this recent Super episode with Ten Shin Han running his dojo. Again, he has, it's the Ten Dojo, like he puts it on, um, you know, he uses that as the name, and which leads to a lot of uh, fun in the Crunchyroll subtitle, the official subtitles on Crunchyroll and Daisuke, where when the people refer to the character uh, Ten Han, The subtitles say Tien, but when mm-hmm. they refer to the name of the school, which is named after him, they call it Ten. Like they keep it to the Japanese uh, pronunciation. Yeah. So getting into the yeah, whole yeah. the whole crazy Chinese versus Japanese pronunciation of the same characters.
0: Well, I mean that also just gets back to the Funimation. We made decisions at one point in time, and we didn't realize certain things. Like when they had King Kai, but then they said Ko Ken, not kind of somehow missing the point in the fact that these were. Related,
1: but yeah. So anyway, long story short, he's using that as his personal seal, basically, like his Got brand. It. His
0: brand name, Shen <laughs> Shenhan's name. Is he one of the characters? Maybe even more so than Tao Pai? Pai? Do you think we can say that his name would be given name Shenhan, family name Ten? I mean, again, it's like we're almost like we have
1: a lot of things that point that way, but it's still it's like there's no quite smoking gun evidence. Like, maybe, maybe if he has, if he and, uh, lunch finally settle down and have kids and. And name a kid. Ten, ten lunch or whatever. Like, maybe that, that would prove it. But yeah, it's like. I mean, I still, I don't split his name up when writing it, but I mean, obviously, a lot of that is force of habit, but sure. it's not, it's not at the point yet where I feel like I, it, I don't feel like the only correct way to write his name is by splitting it up. But at the same time, I do think there's nothing overly wrong with the way, with Funimation splitting it up that way, even though the reason they're doing that is for complicated, uh, due to their complicated history of adapting the name
0: and just dipping uh back to pre-funimation fandom when i would look through older things i saw plenty of people who had split up tension han's name into three different characters but that may have just been well i know these three kanji and i'm gonna split them up as their own individual words so i don't know there's there's been precedent for everything in uh fandom over the years so Tao pai pai han is there. Anyone else worth bringing into the mix here? I mean, we already talked about the Doctors. They're probably out. I mean, there's people who, like, have
1: names that seem to kind of split up, but, like, Taki and yeah. G.T., but it's, like, it's almost like his name, it just seems easier to write it in English that way, rather than there's any reason to think it splits that way in Japanese. I mean, to- Sure. Um, oh, there's a Shu Saiaku- from that uh, pre Garlic Jr. filler or post Garlic, where it's like uh, Chichi brings in this tutor for Gohan, who's the oh, worst, yeah, the yeah. Per- worst person ever, and so his right. name Sai-Aku means worst, and he's even given Shu, which is like kind of a real, another one of those random real surnames that they inserted. Yeah, yeah, and he's even even in the. The Funimation dub, they call him Mr. Shoe, which in this case is completely valid.
0: That uh, that reminds me of one of the only uh, localizations that I actually think was fucking brilliant was uh, DBZ Movie 9. Going back to kyo Money, they localized it as XS Cash. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Someone was on point in Movie 9. I don't necessarily agree with Koku, but I, I see why they did what they did there. But anyway. There's a weird
1: thing with um, Vegeta. Some people are... S- it's a completely baseless rumor that his family name is, I guess, uh, Tabure or something like that, huh. which is apparently just based on the idea, you know, vegetable yeah, Vegeta yeah, yeah, yeah. Tabure or some. Then we actually got Tarble, so yeah, oh, no, it's just a thing that is wasn't a fan fiction, and then people thought it was in the main series. And it was neat
0: and clever. Yeah, and... just
1: took off. I mean, yeah. Maybe getting back to Mr. Satan a bit, you know, um, Tor- okay. Toriyama's explanation on exactly who does or doesn't have... Uh- family names it's a little inconsistent like we said where it's like oh is it based on region or is it based on time but despite all that he's very he emphatically states in the super exciting guide that mr satan's name is just mark and that he does not have a family name so again when we see people say hercule satan or mark satan like both of those go against what Toriyama says which is that he's only mark and nothing sure. else and bring it back to the thing of like oh it seems weird for someone to be named dr briefs and for that not to be his family name it kind of it, does seem counterintuitive from the perspective of us English speakers to have someone called Mr. Satan and have Satan not be their family name. But mm-hmm. then when you consider like, this is from from the original Japanese audience. This is them using the English word Mister. From our perspective, it seems like you know it's just a normal part of the language. But from their perspective, it's kind of this weird foreign thing
0: that actually isn't that entirely weird. Now that I think about it, um, some of my coworkers that uh, have uh, very young kids, and when they come in, uh, I'm not Mister Lubri to them. I'm actually Mister Mike to them because there's a familiarity with these people that I work with on the on a daily basis, and it seems weird for these like 5 year olds to call me mr Labrie because i'm i'm not like that authoritative to them i'm i'm more familiar to the the family like i know these people on a a very close basis so i'm mr mike to them uh, it just feels like that to me
1: Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is that, like, um, from our perspective, if they're from the from an English speaker's perspective, if you saw a cartoon and there was like a wrestler and he called himself uh, Senor Diablo, Mm. then, you know, even even without being told, you could kind of just assume, well, this is a stage name, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, the fact that he says Senor, you know, it's just part of the stage naminess it's just like a a foreign affection kind of thing and um that's the kind of same thing with a uh, for a japanese show to have someone called mr satan using the english word mister it's kind of a you know it's a trying to be kind of uh, special and fancy all right well jake mr popo yeah like mr popo who also has no as far as we know has nothing has no um, other name besides popo
0: (laughs) i'm just waiting for the deep popo lore at some point yeah,
1: but it's like, it's marking him as kind of an unusual person. Yeah. Like that yeah. he says, mister. And, you know, Popo, of course, is, uh as for- Toriyama has explicitly said, it has no pun. It's just gibberish. He liked how it sounds. In the Japanese language, there's not very many words that start with a P sound. Most of them mm-hmm. are adapted from from foreign words that begin with P. So there aren't many native, if there's a P, it'll be in the middle of a word, but not at the start yeah, of a yeah. word. And so you see that there's like a lot of these uh terms throughout Dragon Ball that aren't puns and are just gibberish. They often start with P. So Popo, uh, Purunga for the dragon, Potara, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the planet where they have the frogs have poop that's the same color as Goku's uniform, uh, planet Popol or something like that, and I mean there's Pui Pui, which is from Magic Word, but it's a magic word that's just gibberish. You know, it's like, again, there's this theme of P being used for gibberish sure. words. And so,
0: the gibberish is based in prior gibberish.
1: Yeah, so it's like, so when Mr popo comes up it's like someone being named mr zoink or something from an english you know and i should also point out that uh i think it was k17 who made this observation but that mr popo and lady gaga have essentially the same taste in
0: names i see i
1: get it and it seemed funnier when he said it but
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing on the inside jake okay i feel like we've covered so much here uh this is one of those topics i i can't believe we haven't spent the 45 minutes doing this before. I'm super glad that we got a chance to do it now. Uh do you have any final thoughts you want to toss out there as we wrap it up? Like we could get into whether like Pon or Chichi
1: have whether they adopt uh, the so- Son surname, which as far as we see they don't, although I think there's like random Cardass cards that say Son Chichi or I might there be might making be. this up and the mailbox says Son on it. But it's like even well getting back to the the end of the manga where where it's a um, mo you know the tournament and they're writing out everyone's name and it's like you know Mo Keiko and Son Goten because he's in the tournament but Pan is right. just Pan which I mean you know they just they literally just for the tournament write down whatever name you give them even if you make it up on the spot so that doesn't prove anything but if nothing else right. <laughs> if nothing else it seems that Pawn doesn't self-identify as Son Pan.
0: I mean we can probably see Gohan married Videl who is part of this trendy movement of not having surnames and it's not Goku's child i feel like it makes sense that pawn would not take on the Sewn family name yeah so i guess that's about it all right well that brings our topic to a close jake thank you much sure no problem all right and i guess we're gonna wrap up the show now after wrapping up that recording i thought man It would be pretty cool to share something that Jake and I talked a little bit about during the episode, and that's where Goku gets his name from—not just the obvious, which we already talked about. Quite frankly, the name Wukong from Journey to the West. Yeah, obviously he gets it from there. But what about that actual scenario itself from Journey to the West? We briefly touched on it. Wouldn't it be cool to just hear it? Well, let's get into it right now. So I'm going to share a little bit an excerpt from Anthony C. Yu's translation of Journey to the West, which is my favorite one. This is his original translation. I know there has been an updated edition put out in print uh, since i picked this up many years ago i haven't checked that out so I, I would like to check that out at some point so this is actually from the very end of the first chapter of journey to the west jake and i talked about it a little bit uh, just to kind of set up the context the monkey king is now seeking tutelage under his first real master and so this master is asking him a little bit of his background where does he come from and so the monkey king is describing where he came from and how he got to be where he is right now so i'm going to start reading directly from this chapter here, and this the the portion I'm going to start with actually starts out with a pun. <laughs> Let me explain the pun for you. So I'm going to say the word "sing," and then my Chinese pronunciation. Don't go by my Chinese pronunciation. That's not good. I know. I have no idea what I'm doing there. But "sing," S H I N G. This is a straight up Dragon Ball style pun, as Yu notes in his appendix here. A pun on the words "surname" and "temper," both of which are pronounced "sing." So the patriarch says if you have come on a long journey in many stages i'll let that pass what is your sing the monkey king again replied i have no sing if a man rebukes me i am not offended if he hits me i am not angered in fact i simply repay him with a ceremonial greeting and that's all my whole life's without ill temper i'm not speaking of your temper the patriarch said i'm asking after the name of your parents i have no parents either said the monkey king the patriarch said if you have no parents you must have been born from a tree. Not from a tree, said the monkey king, but from a rock. I recall that there used to be an immortal stone on the flower fruit mountain. I was born the year the stone split open. When the patriarch heard this, he was secretly pleased and said, well, evidently you have been created by heaven and earth. Get up and show me how you walk. Snapping erect, the monkey king scurried around a couple of times. The patriarch laughed and said, though your features are not the most attractive, you do resemble a monkey that feeds on pine seeds. This gives me the idea of deriving your surname from your appearance i intended to call you by the name who now when the accompanying animal radical is dropped from this word what's left is a compound made up of two characters ku and yue. Ku means aged and yue means female. But an aged female cannot reproduce. Therefore, it is better to give you the surname of Sun. When the accompanying animal radical is dropped from this word, we have the compound of Tsu and Si. Tsu means a boy and Si means a baby, so that the name exactly accords with the doctrine of the baby. So, your surname will be Sun. When the Monkey King heard this, he was filled with delight. Splendid! Splendid! He cried, kowtowing. At last, I know my surname. May the master be even more gracious since i have received the surname let me be given also a personal name so that it may facilitate your calling and commanding me the patriarch said within my tradition are 12 characters which have been used to name the pupils according to their divisions you are one who belongs to the 10th generation which 12 characters are they asked the monkey king the patriarch said they are wide great wise intelligence true conforming nature see sharp Wake to. Complete. An awakening. Your rank falls precisely on the word wake to. You will hence be given the religious name wake to vacuity. All right. Splendid, splendid, said the monkey king laughing. Henceforth, I shall be called Sun Wukong. All right, so again, ignore my pronunciation for any Chinese that was in there. That was from the, that was actually the very end of the first chapter of Journey to the West, again, from the Anthony Cu translation, available in print and digitally if you are interested in checking it out. That is going to bring our episode here to a close. Had a lovely time chatting with Jake and chatting in your ears. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is Kanzen Shu. You can find us there on the website on the social medias on all the places you would expect to find us we are probably there so join us once again for jake thank you and also for julian and for heath i have been mike Vegito ex this was episode 426 of our podcast we will see you next time for 427 wherever you're up to right now have a great rest of the day we will talk to you next time bye bye